I'm Dean Jackson. He's Joe Polish. And this is the I Love Marketing Podcast. Live, 150 episode of I Love Marketing. We got a boatload of people that are on the other line uh, listening live. We're going to take some Q and A. Um, but how are you doing? I'm doing good. It sounds like we got at least 10 people. Yeah, I think we got like several hundred, or I don't know. It's, it's a lot. Could be in the thousands. I mean, and by the way, I was talking to Dean, everyone, right before we did this episode. And how many downloads are we getting today, right now, based on where we're at? So right now, we're at between nine and ten thousand downloads a day. Nine and ten. So, yeah, that's great. Yeah, this thing's growing, and that's that's with not a lot of real promotion. I mean, um, I mean, we really. Do you remember when we were getting, uh, we, you know, we we're just getting rolling, and then we were seeing how. Wow, we're getting you know fifteen hundred to two thousand downloads a day. I remember us having that conversation, and then it just kept growing and growing, and now up to uh, between nine and ten thousand, and that's great. Yeah, and if if Dean just applied himself more, we would even have probably more. So, all right. Well, first off, everyone, this is a live uh, recording. We're going to actually put it and post it on I Love Marketing. We're probably going to do two episodes while we're here. I've also got a really special announcement um, that I'm going to make uh, towards the end of this, uh, you know, in about an hour or so. Uh, and looking back over everything we've done, me and uh, Dean have, you know, we've done 150 hour-long episodes. Some of them have gone a little bit longer. We've had a lot of special guests. The whole reason that we started I Love Marketing is because me and Dean were having a conversation oh, probably over three years ago now. Um, and I had, we'd spent about an hour and a half on the phone. And I said, you know, Dean, could you imagine if we actually would have recorded the conversation we just had and other people listened to it, how valuable it would, it would um, you know, be for uh, you know, other people to listen in on this. And so Dean was already doing a uh, podcast and, um, you know, for the real estate industry called Marketing Mondays. And so I ended up buying the name. I love marketing. I had to pay, I don't know, it, was, it wasn't super expensive, but it was over a thousand bucks. And I just thought it was, um, you know, a great name. And so we, I said, let's rebrand, for lack of a better word, because some of you know how my opinion on branding. I think it's one of these great methods that uh, a lot of idiots use to convince business owners that they need to build their brand, um, and they extort money out of a lot of people and create things for them that no, nobody buys. But that's a whole other discussion. Or you can listen to the episodes that we've done on uh, branding. And we've actually interviewed a couple of branding experts because there's a right way and a wrong way to approach branding. And so I said, let's rebrand, you know, how what people think of as marketing, because in my opinion, you know, marketing is everything. And we have seen, you know, companies uh, go out of business because they didn't know how to do it. They didn't know how to execute on it. They didn't know the techniques, the strategies, the methods. And we've also seen people, um, you know, become multimillionaires uh, simply because of effective marketing. And we've actually created a few millionaires uh, as a result of uh, this free podcast that we do. So we started I Love Marketing. And it was all built around, uh, you know, the three uh, units of a business, uh, which Dean actually created that model. 
the before, during, and after unit, and I'm going to have Dean in just a moment explain that, and then uh, broken it down into eight profit activators. And I'd like to start, Dean, with that, and then the outcome of um, this live, um, you know, this live uh, phone call, conference call that's going to become a actual recording. We're going to create two of them. Is we're going to create you know, our podcast on the fly, but also we're going to interact with everyone and we're going to do some Q&A and answer questions. So as you're gearing up for that, um, Dean, should we ask our operator, Shantae, to give people instructions on how they get in the queue to ask us questions? Or you want me to do that in a little bit? No, perfect. Let's do that. While we're talking, let's have, uh, let's have the operator share how to, how to queue uh, for questions so we can, when we start that right away, we can uh, just jump right into it. Uh, so let's have the operator do that. Okay. So, Shantae, could you let everyone know what they need to do in order to ask me or Dean or both of us a question? Yes. If anyone has a question, please press star zero. I will take you in the order received. Again, that is star zero. Perfect. And if I like the sound of your voice, she's going to put you at the back of the line. So be nice to Shantae because she just says that, taking them in the order they're received. Yeah, and that, that also means that we can't be here all night. So if we got like four million questions, we're going to have to be, you know, we're going to have to be diligent and you know, cut off uh, certain people and, and try to ask a question that really is applicable to you know the whole group, um, not something that is within the realm of so specific to you that you know because we, we we want to actually be as useful and as helpful to everyone as possible and. Um, you know, also, I'm going to make an announcement. I've recently been involved with, uh, you know, uh, leading up Ariana Huffington's um, book campaign for a book uh, called Thrive, and based on um, the marketing models and efforts that we put in place, uh, it debuted number one on New York Times, which is awesome. And so we're, we're going to continue with the marketing process and share with you some of the things that we're currently doing, because there's a before, during, and after to that campaign and creating a movement, and we're going to ask many of you to uh, literally be actively involved in it uh, and seeing what we're doing and how we're doing it. And I think it'll be incredibly helpful to uh, your, your own businesses and your own campaigns, especially any of you that write books or have any interest in uh, publishing a book. Uh, and secondly, um, we've encouraged people in different niches to create uh, podcasts just like this. And uh, one of our guests, uh, John Lee Dumas, who interviewed us for Entrepreneur on Fire, and we actually interviewed him for I Love Marketing, you know, he, he gets more downloads than we do. Yeah. And and I was having a conversation with him, and he said, you know, I was inspired to, to start my podcast listening to I Love Marketing, which I thought was really, really cool. And so, uh, so Dean, talk about uh, talk about. Well, let's take people back. You know, I mean, what is the whole purpose of I Love Marketing? What do they get out of it? I mean, we have now you know 150 hours of content out there. I want to kind of remind people what's out there if they've not listened to all of them, which I'm sure most people have not. And you know, how do they get the most out of this? Well, I was thinking when you were sharing about that conversation that we had that kind of led to the podcast, you know, I, I remember exactly that conversation. I remember that night that we had it. And, you know, the funny thing is, is we've been having those conversations for, you know, 13 or 14 years before, uh, before we ever had the brainstorm to, to start recording them. Uh, but I, I think the most valuable thing that's come out of, the uh, doing this every week is creating that kind of as an environment where 
you know, we know we're going to get together and talk about marketing. And it kind of, when you create an environment like that, it forces you to, um, to pay attention and, and you amplify whatever it is that you're doing. And I mean, some of the concepts that, that have come out of this, out of these conversations have been, um, really incredible for me, even personally, thinking about, um, applying some of these things. When we were talking about, uh, you know, I look back at the, the concept of, of more cheese and less whiskers. Of if, you know, if we hadn't have been having these conversations and, and articulating and thinking about why things um, that we've been doing have worked or why they didn't work, um, you know, that maybe a concept like that wouldn't have, have come up. And that's been a tremendous kind of um, concept when I, I look at it and think about the, um, I, I'm always focused on that. That's kind of the starting line question when I look at the profit activators. I look at profit activator number one, the selecting a single target market, and then immediately I jump up and start thinking, well, what's the cheese here? What's, what's the cheese that they really want? What's the most compelling thing for them? And that really is a, uh, that's been an incredible thing for even just my own growth as a marketer, you know, because you and I both are were different marketers than we were 150 episodes ago. You know, we've evolved from the conversations, and I think it's made, uh, I think the collaboration has made both of us better in that way. Well, I'd, I'd say you're probably a better marketer. I just think I'm a better human being. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because, I mean, if you really want to, Depending on what your measuring system is here, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Right. What's been one of the big What's been one of the big takeaways for you over the last 150 episodes? Well, you know, I mean, I've seen a Genius Network um, group grow at quite a level, and I've seen um, I've seen the relationships in my Genius Network expand. I mean, both of ours, not just mine. Um, you know, when you actually have a platform where you can share other people's ideas and methods and how-to and expertise, uh, you develop relationships with those people by asking questions. And I always felt that one of the most effective ways to learn something is to teach it to other people. So um, having a, a place where we can ask uh, smart people a lot of questions where me and you can just get into discussions about things that we already know totally solidifies it. I mean, we we talk to you know Dan Sullivan quite a bit. We talk about Dan Sullivan um, a lot on uh, I Love Marketing. You know, he's coached more successful entrepreneurs than anyone in the world. I mean, I, you know, I was just with Dan day before yesterday in Chicago, Dan and Babs at Strategic Coach. And one of the things that's always impressed me about Dan is that he – um, really prepares uh, before he goes into an important situation where he wants to, you know, get a lot of juice out of it. He does a lot of thinking uh, on paper. Uh, he, he uses tools uh, called impact filters and strategy circles and all kinds of strategic coach tools. But what it is, is it's really about improving your thinking. And so he'll go into a situation and he'll think about it before he'll talk about it. And then afterwards, he'll, you know, 
identify what are you know what's the takeaways that he got from something and we talked about that on the you know a recent episode that we recorded uh, of I love marketing where you know how do you you know how do you get the most out of of an experience and so there's a you know I mean every day we're we're doing all kinds of stuff and in the process of learning things we'll come to I love marketing and we'll talk about it and we'll share it so we're we're putting ourselves in the situation of sharing it with other people but just simply talking it through uh and then getting feedback from other people that listen to it uh just i mean that that just changes your whole perspective and more than anything you know people have said to me a lot, you know, you, you've learned so much, you've gone to so many events, you know, when are you going to quit going to seminars? When are you going to quit reading books? And I, I was like, well, I don't think it's like you get there and then you're done. I don't think it's, you know, it's like eating a meal. I mean, you just continually do it. It's like working out. I mean, it just becomes part of the part of the the, the lifestyle. I mean, we, we interviewed Richard Vigory uh, recently. Yeah, well, um, how that's great was that? Yeah, I mean, I mean, this guy is a, just a legend in the marketing yeah. world. I mean, he's he's predominantly the inventor of conservative, you know, direct marketing and direct mail. And so, even if you're liberal, it you know, I mean, it doesn't matter. Uh, that episode is brilliant. It's episode number one forty two, and here's a guy who's been responsible for billions of dollars, uh, not only political but fundraising and for profit. I mean, j- just just an enormously influential smart marketing guy. And he's, you know, he said on our interview that he spends three hours a day studying marketing and he has a giant business. And, you know, a lot of people would be like, you know, why would you do that? Because, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's critical. I mean, that's what makes the world love marketing. That's the kind of thing. When you think about this, it's like, I, I knew right from the beginning, when you said those words, I love marketing, that that was immediately something that I knew would be a gathering place. You know, it's such, it's like a rallying cry. It's easy. That's my, that's my tribe. These are my people. I love marketing. Yes. It's easy to kind of rally behind. And that's been, um, just phenomenal. The people that we've gotten to meet and be exposed to and, and that we, you know, if we were just kind of having those conversations just between you and me, like we'd been for all the years before that, that we would never have met a lot of those people, you know? Yeah, and uh, let me let me share with people listening as a reminder for people that have heard everything and for people that haven't, because granted, it is a free podcast, so there's a million things that we could probably do to make the, the website maybe more user-friendly or better categorized, and I'm always harping on Dean to do that, but again, Dean, you know, he's kind of low rent and doesn't want to do anything, so he kind of leaves it up to me to figure this stuff out, and uh, that was a purposeful dig, um, by the way, in case anyone didn't pick up on that, um, but me and Dean have this really unique rapport thing that we got going where we I kind of insult him and he acts like, you know, just like the nice kind one and then people give me flack about it. But deep down inside Dean is a he's he's a bad person. But okay, that being said, Dean, any comment on that before I go on? I love it. Yeah. Okay, good. See? Yeah. See he just sits there, he doesn't say anything and it just reinforces yeah. the, the whole yeah, yeah. book. So um basically um here's some of the people and subjects that we've talked about over the last hundred and fifty episodes. You know, right from the very beginning we tell our stories. I mean me and Dean tell our stories and uh you the second episode is where I talk about how I grew my business five hundred percent. Dean talks about in the third episode uh I don't know if it's the third episode, but Dean talks about how he got off the hamster wheel and I and I have a list of the table of contents of two of our I Love Marketing books where we su- took the very best stuff out of episode one through fifty 
and we created a book, and then we have a second volume, uh, episode 50 through 100, and so I'm just looking at the table of contents. Then, you know, we interviewed some of our earlier interviews were Gary Vaynerchuk. We've interviewed him a couple of times. Um, Blake Mikowski, who's the founder of Tom Shoes, um, Tim Ferriss, uh, Bill Glazer, Dan Kennedy, um, you know, Ivan Meisner, the founder of uh, BNI, the networking group, uh, Andy Jenkins, and then, you know, Dean has this great analogy, the one, you know, about cheese and whiskers. Uh, then we talk about Gary Halber. We talk about orchestrating referrals. Uh, you know, uh, episode 29, the one about the magic rapport formulas, uh, you know, how, it answers the, the question that people constantly ask me, like, how do I meet all the people that I meet? Uh, and so I go through a whole process on that episode. That's, that's one that people always have told me they love. Uh, John Jantz, uh, founder of Duct Tape Marketing. We've interviewed John Carlton. Uh, we did a great episode on target markets and mafia offers. Uh, we talk a lot about free recorded messages and sequential mailing. We've done episodes on that. Uh, John Benson on video sales letters, uh, Craig Ballantyne, Ryan Dice, uh, you know, Dan Sullivan. I mean, we've got all these special guests, you know, Perry Marshall. Uh, we've done episodes on lead conversion, why people don't buy, uh, Dave Logan, um, you know, Evan Pagan, Frank Kern, Dean Graziosi, Brendan Bouchard. I mean, these are all people that we've had as guests, you know, Daniel Amen, Dr. Daniel Amen, uh, James Sharanko, uh, Sharamko, uh, you know, and then we did an episode on ideas versus execution. Arch, you know, architecting breakthroughs. Uh, we did this great episode of video called Mailbox Excitement, uh, where we, you know, literally have a whole table of different grabbers and walk people through how to make, you know, theatrical impact. Um, you know, we've got interviews with Tony Robbins, Jeff Walker, Tony Horton from P90X, Tim Larkin, Mark Thompson, Ed Dale. You know, we did one on branding with Jeff Madoff, who does all the Victoria's Secret commercials. So we did one on accurate thinking, consumer guides, books, business cards. Uh, and some of the more recent episodes after 100, we've, you know, the one with Ariana Huffington we just put up. I mean, t today I think you're going to put up the one with Russell Simmons, right? That's right, yep. And, and that's a bonus episode. That's not even about marketing, but it's just things that we think will just help you become a lot more effective. Then we put up our interview with uh, John Dumas, uh, where he interviews us, and then one where we interview him. Uh, Karen Jacobson, who's the uh you know, Australian voice of Siri, uh, Clay Mask and Scott Martineau, who are the founders of Infusionsoft, uh, Richard Vigory that I mentioned, Stephen Kotler, who wrote a, a new book on the subject of, of flow and being, you know, the rise of Superman, uh, Jordan Belfort, who's the real wolf of Wall Street. You know, he's a total character. And that was a interview I did a couple of years before the movie came out. And, uh, you know, people love that interview. Uh, Nick Nanton, we did on branding, Brian Kurtz from Boardroom. Uh, Damon John from Shark Tank, uh, Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank, our buddy Neil Strauss, who's a New York Times bestselling author on all kinds of crazy subjects on, on writing, and Dean, you know, he, he's got these great analogies on the self-milking self cow, uh, email mastery, so we've got episodes on that. And, uh, you know, Peter Diamandis and Marty Edelston, I uh, put up my interview with him after he, he passed away. He's a marketing legend, and that's just a brilliant interview. You know, Larry Wingett, Jay Abraham, Ben Altadonna, Dean Ornish, Mike Klein, you know, Jeff Moore of Wild Things Seafood. I had this great video of him coming into town. I have to tell you this because right before this episode was starting, he's on the line right now, and he he sends me a text because I've got my phone in front of me right here. He's like, what are you wearing right now? See, this is this is the kind of people that we have that listen to this stuff. And he's got a multi-million dollar uh, 
you know, seafood business called Wild Thing Seafood. And everyone should buy his seafood. Just do a Google search. And then, of course, the brilliant JR, who's like our background secret weapon. And we've done a couple of episodes with him and Mary Ellen Tribby and Amy Porterfield. And then we have a couple episodes on ninja email strategies and email marketing and social media and branding and all kinds of stuff. And those those are just, you know, some of the things. I mean, they can go on and on and on. But the, the reason I rattled all of that off is – you know, anyone that wants to be a just a master at the subject of marketing, if you just listen to I Love Marketing, we've had numerous people say, I've learned more from I Love Marketing than four years in college on marketing. And it's all free. You don't have to pay anything. You don't have to travel anywhere. You can literally listen to it on your phone, on your computer, on any, you know, on your iPod if you want to just subscribe to, to it on iTunes. And it's just a marketing education at your fingertips if you take the time to learn it, and you won't have to spend the million dollars plus uh, that I myself have spent over a million and a half, you know, one million five hundred thousand, easily on my marketing education in twenty-two years of my life, learning it. And uh, you know, we're just trying to summarize it all down on on this this podcast. Yeah. So, Dean, uh, can you go through the uh, before, during, after, and then the eight profit activators, and then let's take some Q and A from uh, from people that are on the line to just. Uh, Talk about whatever they want to talk about. Yeah. You know, what I've been excited about, and that's hopefully we're going to create some breakthroughs for people live here. Um, and, you know, when I'm looking for breakthroughs, um, I'm always using the framework of the eight profit activators. And I'm using before, during, and after. And some, it's amazing how clarifying it is when you're talking to businesses that are successful, that are going, and they, they don't have that kind of distinction. It's very eye-opening for them to, to kind of think about their business in those three units. And they're like, wow, I never thought of it like that. But yeah, I, I am kind of treating it all as one. But when you narrow it down, even just to those three divisions, and then go deeper underneath them, and you know that you're before unit, there's lots of breakthroughs available in your before unit. And we've seen each of the profit activators be responsible for breakthroughs of their own. Like if you're if you're looking at it, you can just do a quick inventory of the of each profit activator and look for the quickest breakthroughs that are available. Like you know, n- narrowing your focus to a single target market. If you, you know, looking at your business and looking at who are all the possible people that you could help, exhaust yourself, list them all out there, and then look at what's the most profitable one. What's the one that if I could just dominate that market would make a huge difference in your business. And if you can just get yourself focused on that big opportunity first, and then take that one all the way through, it's, it's amazing the breakthroughs that you can have. Then profit activator number two, compelling your prospects to call you. And I've seen over the last 150 episodes, and even in my own life, I've seen the biggest distinction of separating the compelling from the convincing. And, you know, Profit Activator 3 is educating and motivating. And I've seen it again and again, just the amplifying effect 
when you put a hard break between compelling your prospects to call you and then educating and motivating them. Often what I see, the biggest mistake that we see is getting too much in the ad, trying to convince people of something. And so we've seen example after example of just focusing on the cheese, just focusing on on the thing that is going to compel somebody to call, to raise their hand, and then after you've turned an invisible prospect into a visible prospect, then moving into Profit Activator 3, where you educate and motivate them. And then Profit Activator 4, of course, is presenting your mafia offer in a way that makes it easy for people to get started. And so the number one thing that you can do to improve anything in your marketing is to make a better offer. And of course, the thing that drives your ability to make a better offer is your confidence in your ability to deliver the result, deliver a dream come true experience in Profit Activator 5 so that you can get the result, get it certainly, get it in a way that you know what it costs to get that result, you know what the success rate that you have getting that result, and that carries through to when you have that confidence, you can make a better offer. So, you know, the question that is the the very most impactful question for making the best offer that you can is to ask yourself the question, what would I do if I only got paid if my client gets a result? And that will change your life. We've got an episode all about that. Um, somewhere, I think around episode 80-something is, uh, is where we talk about that. But it's, um, it's a life-changing thing. And that's, where, that's a big breakthrough. Then in Profit Activator number six, providing after-sale service, even if you can extend the, the level of service, extend the relationship that you have with somebody past the transaction, and that becomes a transition then into your after-unit. And the after unit, of course, is just nurturing lifetime relationships with the people who know you, like you, and trust you, the people that you've already done business with, that you already know, they're, they're uh, people that like you. And Profit Activator 7, nurturing lifetime relationships by continuing to expand the things that you can offer them to align with other people who offer things that are adjacent to what you offer that you don't offer and expanding the level of help that you can give to people. And then in Profit Activator number eight, orchestrating referrals. So those, there's just so many breakthroughs, even just on, at a cursory glance at these eight Profit Activators. If you just look at them individually, you can't put your finger on one of them and think about what would be, uh, you know, what am I not doing that you could do that would be a big breakthrough. So it's um, it's been amazing to to me um, to over the last three years, three and a half years now almost that we've been doing this, to just the level of clarity that uh, and amplification that I've had personally, even just getting to focus on on all kinds of businesses and seeing how to apply the uh, the eight profit activators there. So I think it'd be cool, Joe, if we did some, um, you know, some live um, 
Q and A. I think I think that would um, I think that would be a great idea. Perfect. So I'd love to hear from the people who we who uh, who get to come on. I'd like to hear their the first thing I'd like to hear is the thing that they've applied already. The thing that's been the biggest uh, the biggest takeaway for them, and then we can see if we can create some breakthroughs on the fly here for people. Okay, cool. So, uh, Shantae, if you could let our first uh, caller, um, you know, get him, bring him on the phone, and uh, bring him on the line, and we will uh, go from there. All right. The first question comes from Chang. Chang, please go ahead. Uh, hi, uh, Joe and Dean. Uh, this is hey, Chang from South, South Korea. Love it. South Korea. That's awesome. So, thank you. What time is it over there? Uh, it's uh, 7.30 in the morning. Love it. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, um, one of my bucket lists recently I, I got on my bucket list was uh, being on the Idols Marketing Podcast, you know, um, sometime in the future, but I didn't know it would come um, this early, so. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are. The uh, secret. <laughs> so I guess going along Dean's lines of uh, how do you want to do this, Dean, before he asks a question okay, or comment? How, how long have you been listening to I Love Marketing? Um, let's see. Uh, I think I started, uh, about July last year, I think. Wow. And I, I've, 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 yeah, I've, I've, I've listened to every episode so yeah. far. I think more than once for every episode. What's been the Wonderful. biggest takeaway for you so far? Ah, biggest takeaway. Well, um, there are so many. So, I mean, and every time I hear, um, every time I uh, go through the old episodes again, I, I find new gems. So uh, it's hard for me to pick uh, one thing. But if if I were to do so, I think um, you guys inspired me to take action. And uh-huh. although I'm not, although although I'm not making any big money right out of the gate, I um, I started my uh, what I consider my dream business in the process. Although I'm I'm, I'm not making money at the time, but uh, I think that inspiration, I think it's, um, it might be, it might be invaluable for many people who are just standing on the fence. No, that's great. Well, awesome. So how, how can we, how can we help you? What's your question or anything you want to share? Yes. Uh, along the lines of my, um, my, um, startup. Uh, so I, I try, I'm, I'm in the, I'm in the business of teaching Koreans to, um, speak better English, speak English more fluently, and maybe um, reach the uh, level of fluency like a, a native speaker. And uh, I got inspired by Dean's comment of, on the um, getting results in advance. Mm-hmm. So I, I tried that. And I ended up uh, um, starting a pilot program, uh, but uh, I, didn't, I didn't ask for money up front. Um, and I, I made uh, I made it a uh, thirty day trial run kind of uh, kind of thing, so that people can see how much value I can deliver. Um, but I don't know if I'm doing it right because um, unlike the uh, make money market, because I'm not um, asking I'm not um, asking for let's say a thousand dollar for the every five thousand dollars they get. And it's really hard for, um, in, in language, it's really hard for, uh, hard for one to measure, um, their progress quantitatively. Um, I, so my question, I guess, is, uh, what are your thoughts on, um, 
not uh, uh, delivering value in advance, uh, delivering results in advance um, well, for n- not uh, money-making markets. Yeah, got it. Non-money-making markets. That's a common question because we got a lot of people who are in um, personal development, in fitness, in personal training, um, all kinds of things, and that's a question that people always ask. Is you know it, they almost say. Uh, yeah, it's easier if it's making money because it's, you know, they're creating the money to, to, um, pay for something. But the, the essence of where you want to use that tool is to make it easy to get started. So let's say that you're somebody learning English who really is committed to, to becoming an English speaker and, uh-huh. or, uh, you know, being fluent in English. Let's call that going from, you know, the base of the mountain to the the, the pinnacle of the mountain, okay? Uh-huh. And at the base of the mountain, there are all of your competitors, all these people who are saying, um, we can teach you to speak English, we can get you to the top, and it's uh, $1,000. And somebody over here saying, we could teach you to get to the top, and it's our method is different, and it's $700. Or over here, ours is $1,300, or all the the comparisons. And let's say the process takes, um, uh, you know, several months to to um, go through the the um, process. If uh-huh. you can start out and get somebody going, make it easy for them to get started, and maybe you've got an escalator that goes from the base of the mountain, it goes up the first hundred yards. And they're on your escalator now. They're already on their way up the mountain and they've gotten just the, the, the start of it. And now when you're at that hundred yard mark, now there's no competition up there because you've already gotten them started up the mountain. So they can, at the end of that first hundred yards, they can continue all the way up the mountain with you, or they can go back to the bottom and go back up with somebody else. It's just a matter of getting them started. We've had fitness guys who bring people in where you lose your first 10 pounds for free. So you come in and in 30 days, you're going to go through the program and then they sign, uh, they continue to go into their um, personal training program. So if, if what you've got is a multi-month process. Is it something that takes more than than thirty days? How long do you work with people? Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, um, it's just starting. But uh, I intended to work with them as long as they want because you know, learning a language is it's not a like short term project. Right. So if that's the thing where it's like at least a six month process, is uh-huh. get them started. Just get them to come to a free. Uh, you know, you can bring them in for a free um, um, English class, you know, or something coming in where you get a free uh, session or your first three sessions are, are free or whatever. Um, that's how you'd use that, that Project Cyrus in a way to get them started. And then it becomes easy to, to continue on, you know. It's just to ease their mind that you're, they're comfortable with you, that they really do want to, to, uh, speak English, that, that they're going to be able to, um, gel with the style that you teach. And it's not that you're going to get them, um, 
all the way to speaking fluent English and then they pay you. It's, it's a, enough about, in, in, when it's not money that you're creating, it's something that is, um, that you can use as a competitive advantage just to get people to start up the mountain with you. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, and regarding that, um, I've been already um, offering my first batch for the pilot program, um, four sessions for free, and decide yeah. after the uh, after the four weeks whether we want to continue or not. And um, my last session is this just um, two days from now, so we're gonna we're gonna have to see how it goes. But um, how many before do you have? Uh, I currently have nine, but okay, perfect. This, That's this, a great yeah, example. Yeah, this this directly leads to my um, maybe follow up question, which is, you know, among the nine of them, um, uh, three of them kind of fell out. Although I, I made sure that this is, although this is a free trial, I want you to be there 100 percent because you know, uh, language learning a language takes work from your side, and um, I think maybe the free thing. Um, had them uh, have a mindset that uh, they can miss or they can have a less of a commitment to this because they haven't paid anything. Um, I can just miss out. And uh, maybe I was debating between maybe having, you know, um, a money back guarantee versus um, uh, the continuing to have the 30 day trial because um, for, for me to have the better results, better results for them, um, I need to have them present at the program and uh, participate uh, as yeah as much as they can. And there's no and there's so you're going to learn as you go through. You're going to observe and you're going to see who who didn't work out and who did. Uh-huh. You're going to identify quickly. You're going to see well what are the things that don't uh, that lead to somebody not being successful with this. So when I you know when our projects are for our money-making website for realtors, we've got a list of qualifications. So we're saying we're starting a pilot program. Here's who we're looking for, which are the qualifications. They've got to live in a market of more than 10,000 people. And I do that because I know that if they live in a smaller market, there isn't enough search volume to, to make it work. They've got to uh-huh. at least be, uh, they've got to have at least one to two years real estate experience because we had had the the situation where people who were brand new didn't know how to sell real estate and it was too much to kind of learn that and manage learning how to uh how to um work with new people too that you've got to personally work with buyers and sellers because we found that people who had a big team and they were just going to delegate it off to somebody else that they weren't as successful. So you set up the parameters as to why they're, um, you know, who's the right people here, and you you set up um, things that will repel the wrong people too. So it's all about testing and, and figuring out what the um, what the the right qualifications are for somebody. Mm-hmm. So setting, uh, kind of setting the buying criteria, so to speak. Right. right? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So keep rock, rock and roll, and uh, keep doing it. And I mean, as Dan Sullivan says, and we'll probably say this a couple times where it applies, is you know, as an entrepreneur, you make it up and then you make it real. And after you've made it up, you want to employ smart, strategic things that uh, make it work, and that applies to anyone. If you're a startup or you've been in business for 
you know, many, many years, I mean, you know, all the time as entrepreneurs, in order to grow, we're making it up and then we're making it real. And uh, the way to make it real is, to, you know, to do stuff that actually works and you're in a constantly in a testing mode. And, you know, I'm going to make an announcement towards the end of this call of something that I'm going to suggest everyone totally check out. And I'm right in the middle of making something up and making it real. And in the process, it may work, it may not. But, you know, we're, we're going we're gonna to give it our best shot. So keep doing it. And thanks for, uh, thanks for being a listener to all of our episodes. And keep us posted on your progress. All right. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Good night. Uh, good, a good day, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Listen, to every, uh, listen to every episode. He's in the 150 Club. Um, you know, I was just thinking when you were talking about make it up, make it real, and make it recur, I think you should be make it up, make it real, and make it rain. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Make it up, make it real, make it rain. All right, you just remember the make it rain part, Dean. I will, yeah. Okay, so oh, let me read, uh, let me read a couple of uh, of testimonials that people have sent us. Uh, Tony Zito actually sent this in. He's like, I've been sending the nine-word email for one month. I'm an internet manager at a Buick GM dealership. I sent one as an immediate follow-up to 59 new leads and 22 replied, uh, which is 37% response. I sent 1,237 to old leads and 206 replied, a 17% response. I sold five vehicles from it. It's an awesome strategy. Thanks a million. Thank you so much. Warmly yours, Tony. And I think things like that are incredibly awesome because, um, you know, how many other people that work, you know, in, in an organization that have access to something that will absolutely change their life and they're not even aware that it exists or someone tells them about it. So, you know, they still don't do it. So although I Love Marketing is free, you still have to make an investment of time and an investment of energy in order to apply things. And so... You know, uh, life rewards those people that take action. And um, another one that we got, and then I'll take the next question, uh, Dr. Uh, Aaron Hine, he's the president of Life Aid Beverage Company in Santa Cruz, California. He wrote this to us. Uh, it amazes me that I have nine years of postgraduate education that costs me well in excess of $180,000 in tuition, plus who knows how much an opportunity costs where I'm getting a real marketing education from Joe and Dean for free. Implementing their strategies will be worth well over $3 million for my company this year. Any entrepreneur or business owner not currently listening and implementing the strategies in the I Love Marketing podcast is leaving big money on the table, guaranteed. So I always like things like that. So if you've got comments like that, please post them on ilovemarketing.com because um, uh, me and Dean both have low self-esteem and self-worth, and we need that sort of constant feedback. I mean, we need it so badly we're willing to devote enormous amounts of time to di dispensing incredibly awesome marketing education just so people will say nice things about us. So make it, out, make it yeah. happen. Yeah, I mean, our, our, our future lives depend on it. Um, okay, so what's that, Dean? That's our love language, affirmation. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, Shantae, who's our next uh, next question? Next question comes from B. B, please go ahead. Hey, Joe and Dean. How are you guys? Good. B like is in B as in boy? Yes, B as in boy. Awesome. Uh, where, are you where are you calling from? Uh, Baltimore, Maryland. Wonderful. How are you? I'm wonderful, wonderful. Um, I'm faced with the challenge of having a ton of great marketing information and ideas and no one to bounce them off of. And I really grow by uh, my ideas by having a synergy of someone to talk to. 
So yep. I'm in the I'm water. I'm in the, I'm in the water delivery business, and I haven't come across any anything that uh, really supports being in the water industry. So I'm having to come up with some things, but you know, still being able to kind of use some of your information from the carpet painting and um, even some of the information on real estate. How can I get yep. somebody to, uh, to talk to when I'm on a quarter of a shoestring budget? Yeah, well, you know, look, when you don't have any money and you're just starting out like both me and Dean were, I mean, me and Dean are converts of our own system. I've always said, you know, that if you don't have any money, you got time and you got energy and you got to invest it properly versus squander it and, uh, you know, waste it. So, uh, you know, a lot of this has as much to do with, uh, you know, prioritization of what's important and what isn't and not getting confused, um, you know, by by either uh, in you know, determining what are the critical uh, focuses and the critical actions to take, you know, as much as it has to do with, with the marketing strategy. And so if there's any, you know, area of confusion and overwhelm, um, aside from I Love Marketing being predominantly about marketing, what I Love Marketing really is, is about just simply being a better, more effective entrepreneur. I mean, Dean Jackson uh, has this great talk he did called Focus Finder. And if someone goes to I Love Marketing, you know, dot com and type into the little search um, box, uh, Focus Finder, uh, watch that 50-minute video that Dean gave, I don't know how many years ago, uh, but that's really incredibly helpful for just dumping all of the stuff that's in your head into an organized system on, on how to, how to focus. Um, so having said that, I recommend, you know, and this will of course require a certain level of, of effort to put it together, but it's very smart to do is start a meetup group in your area. You know, uh, I don't think there's, there may or may not be an I Love Marketing meetup group, but you talked about having people to bounce ideas off of, and I'm a big believer in having sounding boards and identifying like-minded people so that you can, uh, network with, you can brainstorm with, you can have discussions. I mean, it just, you know, being an entrepreneur, can be incredibly lonely, and there's a lot. Uh, Say that again. I remember Jay Abraham talked about <clears throat> one of the things that he would do when he started a new business because he's been in so many. Is he would you know he and he recommends this is looking, getting the yellow pages or looking online for water delivery businesses in non-competing markets, like looking, you're in Baltimore, looking somebody in, in Philadelphia or look in New Jersey somewhere or other areas where you can, uh, you know, connect with and kind of together kind of bounce off. I think what's the best thing you're doing or what's the best thing you're doing? Or have you listened to the I Love Marketing podcast? You know, what, listen to this episode, tell me what you think, and then maybe we can brainstorm about how to, how to apply this to the water delivery business, you know? Okay. Right. right. And think about what we're doing. Think, think about what we're doing right now. We're having a live uh, call, um, which we're recording, so we're simultaneously creating content, recording it, and we're going to, you know, put it on I Love Marketing. Uh, but we're talking to a bunch of people right now, and it could be interactive one-on-one, -on -one, like we're doing with answering questions simply because we've got hundreds of people that are listening, or it could be, you know, 10 people totally open and everyone talking. I mean, so I would... Uh, you know, don't wait to be discovered. You know, I mean, the thing, go out and, and create the community that you want. Create the, the tribe that you want. Organize the people that you want to have discussions with and set up, you know, set up the facilitation. And, I mean, 
you know, it is easier today because of technology to do this than it ever has been. You know, I mean, even the, the meetup group, um, you know, form that we have at I Love Marketing. If you go to ilovemarketing.com and click on the meetup group, we have a we have a whole outline which we need to update it with some of the you know episodes. But the outline of how to run a discussion group will totally apply, and you can do that in a niche like Dean mentioned. You can you know you said yellow pages because that's what you know where the idea originally came from, J Abraham. But you can I mean you do a Google search and you can find you know people in your business and you know write up a an email or record a video saying, hey, you know, my name's B. I have this uh, water delivery business. Uh, you know, I'm very much focused on best practices and building and growing it. And I'd like to collaborate with other people in the same business so that we can, as a group, um, you know, bring together all of our uh, different ideas, uh, experience. You know, I mean, what's a 12-step group? A 12-step group is a bunch of people suffering from addictions that are, get together and share experience, strength, and hope. And I, I love those three words, you know, share, experience, strength, and hope. I mean, I love 12-step groups. I mean, I think it's an incredible movement built around helping people, you know, uh, deal and manage uh, their their addictions in recovery. And I think the same sort of getting together uh, will apply in any uh, sort of area. So I'd say you need to be the catalyst for starting that. And like we had mentioned earlier, you know, teaching what it is you know to other people I mean, it just simply makes you better at what it is you do. So, so those are some of my thoughts. Does that help? Uh, definitely, definitely. I, I feel like I got the idea from Jay Abraham or from you guys mentioning to Jay Abraham. I talked to a guy in Vermont that's been in the water delivery business for 30 years. And we talked for about an hour. He was excited to talk. You know, like, you know, like he had nobody that was so, interested in Yeah, talk. you're so lonely otherwise. You don't, you don't talk to your competitors, but it's nice to talk to somebody who speaks your language and it has the same experience as you do from other areas. Good for you. That's awesome. Thanks. Yeah, and I mean, I think a lot of, I think in a, in a lot of ways, just you know, I would always have and, and still do. I mean, I have incredible aspirations to keep figuring out how to climb bigger mountains and meet you know uh, industry transformers and you know meet people that are better. And and I, you know, I certainly have an ego. Uh, I think most people have, you know, an ego. Sometimes the ego is, is, is a positive and other times it's, it's, it's a negative. And so, you know, I, I have, I have a desire to accomplish and I'm very much an achievement minded entrepreneur and I get off on, you know, achievements and, you know, that sort of stuff. And at the same time, I, I've never allowed myself to think that, you know, I'm so damn smart that I've got it figured out. I, I really try to approach things with a beginner's mind, and it, it creates a natural curiosity for me to keep seeking out all of the things that I don't know and that I know I don't know them and the things that I don't know that I don't even know. So I'm always pursuing um, learning um, in a way that, you know, it, it just allows me to get the most out of the learning and it puts me uh, into a behavioral sort of um, process where I'm, you know, I'm constantly seeking out individuals. Uh, you know, I recently did my sixth trip to Necker Island with Richard Branson and we were having a discussion with the group and, and Richard and one of the people there asked him, you know, what's your favorite thing to do at this point in your life? And he's like, learning. You know, I just really like yeah. learning. And you know, someone made this comment. They're they're like, yeah, that's that's bizarre. I mean, you're a billionaire. You got all these 
you know, tens of thousands of employees. I mean, you, you're living on this incredible island, and you you still want to learn things. And he's like, yeah, I mean, well, you know, why, why, you know, I mean, that's that's what makes life worth living. And so it was it was really just an, an interesting perspective because you know some people as soon as school ends, their education stops, and you know that's the worst. Time because I think you know Dan Sullivan's isn't you know something he learned from his mom is never let school uh, you know traditional school when you're growing up get in the way of a, of a good education. So I create my own educational places. I mean I love marketing is one of my schools that me and Dean created for our own purposes and for the type of people that are interested in the subject matter. Genius Network is one of my schools. You know Piranha Marketing is a school for entrepreneurs that pays people to attend. You know, and, and so, I mean, create your own school and, uh, and, and, you know, it, it could start with one person, like that person you just had an hour of conversation with. So, and I'll say this again. I mean, a lot of people probably get sick, sick of hearing me talk about this. Um, you know, anything that you hear tonight that, you know, even if it's just one insight or one perspective or one idea, you know, when you're done, go and share it with somebody and, and spend five or 10 minutes expounding on it. And it's great because, that's what the entrepreneurial mind does. It just—it's like a snowball. It just keeps adding to it. It keeps adding to it. So that's what I would—that's uh, what I would do. And, and certainly pick people that are fountains and not drains, because there's some people in the world that'll suck the energy out of you like you know vampires, and there's other people that will just enhance you and make you better. And uh, that you know, that's that's what I—that's what I recommend. So anything else, or is that helpful? Thanks. I mean, that, that's that's extremely helpful. Um... I, you know, I, I'm reading Influence um, because one of the episodes you, um, y'all were talking about Influence. Uh, and yep, Robert, Robert Chaldean. What, what I'm finding is I don't I don't know that I have the mind to think like you guys have been trained to think, and I don't know how to learn how to do that. You know, where to find this information? How are you coming across these people in these different books and different arenas that are giving you this information that's helping you grow your business? Yeah. Well, well here's the thing. Leads to an X, just like just like that happened for us. You know, I mean, we were hanging out in places where there are conversations about marketing, and somebody talked about Robert Cialdini, and so that you know introduced that into the world. You just you start down the path. I mean, you got to realize Joe and I have been going down this path for 25 years now. And so we've, we're a long way down the path and we've met a lot of people and we've had a lot of experience and a lot of conversations, but they all build on each other. You know, like you, you've been exposed to Robert Cialdini now and you'll read some of the things in his book and you'll all of a sudden notice all of those weapons of influence working in your life. You start to recognize them. It's like you've got 3D glasses now. So everything will build on itself, you know, and you're, you're in the right place. Just stay connected, keep learning, keep listening, surround yourself with people that are having valuable conversations like this, and just start applying those, those profit activators to your business, you know? Yeah, exactly. And listen to episode 29 if you haven't yet, the one on the Magic Report formula, if you want just more conversations about, you know, meeting people and stuff. And this is coming from someone, you know, me, who was incredibly shy and very introverted growing up and didn't even know how to, you know, talk to people and had a hard time making friends and uh, was definitely afraid of ever asking, you know, uh, someone out on a date. And uh, But, you know, I mean, I learned that uh, going out and interacting with people is how you get what you want in life. So you just you keep getting better and you keep working at it. 
and uh, and you're doing it. I mean, you're 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 listening right now. I mean, there's no one that would be listening to this if they didn't have serious interest about it or certainly casual curiosity. So find the things that work for you and uh, keep applying them. And remember, it's uh, it's better to be consistent than it is to be inconsistent. You know, um, you can be really good and really perform well, but then drop out. But I, I really, you know, people that get in the arena and uh, turn it into a practice, those are the ones that I think are going to derive the uh, the greatest benefit. And anyone can be a world-class expert in something if they're willing to spend, you know, a year or two of, uh, you know, of study. So keep at it. And thank you for uh, listening. And thanks for your question. Appreciate it, man. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Steve. You're welcome. Okay. Uh, Shante, who's the next one? And Dean, we'll go for, uh, we'll just give you one more question and then we'll, uh, we'll take a, a five minute uh, or so intermission and let people take a, take a break and then we'll, uh, you know, we'll go, we'll, we'll keep going. <coughs> All right. Um, the next question comes from Matt. Matt, please go ahead. Hello, folks. How are you? Great, Matt. How are you doing? Good. Uh, the thing I've gotten most, uh, other than cow mittens. Uh, cow, cow mittens. Awesome. Cow, yes. Cow mittens are awesome. I, I'm, I'm trying to implement that. But it, that interview with, with Richard, was it Figree? Yeah. What fascinated me most is not that he spends eight hours, four, uh, three hours a day studying, but that he's eight years old. Yeah. He's been in business fifty plus years, and he still spends three hours a day. That really, that really sunk in. Um, as far as what I've been listening to mostly is I've been listening to Larry Winget again and again, and, and of course to Marty Adelson uh, when he listed the books. I immediately start writing them down. Um, uh, and, and Joe, the only reason I try to dig at you is because someone has to stick up for Dean. So <laughs> that, that you know, I hear you. I totally. I mean, you're obviously a very compassionate person, but I mean, Dean doesn't really deserve it. But I, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> I mean, I hear you. <laughs> well, if I had to redo the intro for you, I would probably repeat it as uh, I'm uh, I'm Joe and I'm the smartest one, and then it'd be I'm Dean and I'm the smartest one. So I know both of you like to give each other back. So so you both are very very intelligent. I do appreciate it. Um, but you know, in fact, the, the watershed moment for me was actually listening to the EMF. I had read the book; it didn't sink in. And then, um, in fact, yeah, Michael Gerber ought to be on your list to interview. By the way, uh, yeah, you know, I, I haven't done an interview with Michael, although I've known him for oh gosh, I've known him for it, I met him in person. He hired me for uh, Day of Consulting to help him with the EMF Academy back in 1997. And that was the first time I actually met him in person. Uh, and I've ran into him a few times over the years, and we've talked and stuff. But, uh, yeah, it's it so funny you say that because Dean was mentioning that, I think, about a week ago. Dean's like, we it should really do was. an yeah. episode with yeah. Yeah, well, Mike. Well, I went to an EMF demo class today with the EMF trainer out of Des Moines uh, for lunch. And, uh, and and when I listened to the CDs on, on a trip, it finally woke me up. And I'll be honest, I actually cried oh. because... I was so sad that I'd wasted so much time that God had given me. And, and it's just like, you know, man, I'm 51. It's time to get, time to change. So, and, and so my question is, I know that I need to add Dan and Dean and Joe to my payroll. So what sh- should I read, do, et cetera, before I do that? Uh, is there something I should be starting with? Um, and yes, I have the magic report formula up on my uh, desk. I've not listened to the interview. I, I heard it on the 10X. Um, okay. And, and so I'm 
I've gotten through I, the 10x or so few of them. I started with the beginning, and I'm through about the first of this year. I just started listening stuff this year, and so I'm I'm way behind the guy from Seoul that uh, has listened to all the I Love Marketing. Uh, and, and so it's all right. So here we're at. Um, as Larry would say, I'm down in the mud. Um, where's the first place I should take a bath? That's yeah, you know, here's here well, Dean, um I here's what I would recommend because um a lot of people ask me about coaching programs, about books and stuff and 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 I I tend to be one of those people what's most present in my mind happens to be the thing that I you know, think is the very best thing, but I I have to take my myself back from the starting point and think about okay, where where do I need the most help? You know, there's what you know a few basic moves produce most results so for instance if if it comes to the business that you're in if you don't have a sales letter as an example and you know everything else stems from that compelling control piece i mean you you heard marty edelstein you heard brian kurtz talk about a control you know the the control is the enemy do you have a mechanism in place that actually cans and clones you if you do not, I would say read something like The Ultimate Sales Letter by Dan Kennedy, which was written 25 years ago, but is still a absolutely fantastic book. Uh, if you're, you know, what, what is the, if you could wave a magic wand, what would you want to have happen in your business, in your life right now? I mean, can you answer that? And everyone that's listening, it'd be good for them to ask themselves that question, and we'll use you as a, as a model. Uh, but I, I don't know. I don't know if this is the answer you're looking for, but the first thing that comes to mind is to add a zero. Meaning add more money. Add a zero to the business. And then the next step after that is to add another zero. So it's the 10x mindset. Thank um, you. So it's, it's how to, you know, and, and I made the comment to the EMF people. I said, our problem is we don't have systems in place. It's killing us. And it's not so much, it's not just the marketing system. I'm getting that better. I did a basic postcard. I spent less than 10 grand in mailers last year. And I only technically worked 30 some days. I taught, we teach continuing education classes. And in Iowa, essentially a rural market, uh, I taught 34 days of classes and we grossed over 125,000. And so, okay, we've got that now. Of course, now the question gets to be is, like you say, the controls your enemy. Um, all right, I need to come up with another marketing piece to see if what I've got is the best. So that gets to be a struggle. So, yes, I went out. I've got the Robert Collier book. I, led, I read through that one. I've read through Cables. Uh, I've got Ogilvy on the back burner. I'm, I'm reading uh, Sugarman's Triggers right now. Uh, Abundance is next in the list. Uh, you know, you talked about Dan Kennedy. The, the thing I got most out of magnetic marketing was actually the names. You know, yeah. Gary, you know, so now I'm on the, I'm listening to Gary Halbert. I've, I've got his letter. I bought, I got the, uh, the training stuff from, from Bond and, and, uh, uh, his brother earlier, you know, last year. Uh, you know, so going back and, okay, well, where did he learn it from? Well, he learned it from Collier. He learned it from Cables. Uh, and, and finding those old things and, and reading it. And that's done more for me than probably anything else. 
Well, here, here's what I here's what I would say because you're you know what I don't want to do is have you continue to consume more stuff because you're right in the middle of doing a lot of stuff. So now it's a matter of digesting most effectively what you're taking into your mind, and and so a lot of people um, miss the point that some people read and go to seminars and listen to things because it actually keeps them in a good, motivated, connected state. Whereas some people are like, well, you you, you know. Uh, quit learning stuff and start mastering stuff. Quit learning and start implementing, you know. So there's always that approach, but I've also am cautious because I know there's different motivations and reasons why people pursue and consume knowledge. You know, I have more books, more know-how, more than anything that I'll ever be to I- be able to implement, you know, in a, in a million years. I mean, is what it seems like, but I still continue to go to, you know, strategic coach. I still continue to read uh, because it simply keeps me in sort of like a connected state in the same way that you know exercising and working out does and so what i would recommend if you truly do need one more book uh, i would give you a short one the laws of lifetime growth uh, always make your future bigger than your past uh, by dan sullivan um, simply because uh, it will keep you out of the comparison of i shoulda coulda woulda you know i'm behind the eight ball sort of thing i don't think you're you're exactly where you are supposed to be and you know what i mean by that is you know you forgiveness is giving up the hope that one day you're going to have a better past. <laughs> That's something that Dan said to me once. And, you know, part of it is the, the only usefulness of the past is raw material for you building the future. And the thing to think about is you design your life. Uh, what your day is going to be like tomorrow is totally built on how you design it. Where you're going to be a, a week from now is how you design it. Where you're going to be a year from now is how you design it. So just simply, the more you can sit down and write, what do you actually want? You know, if you want to grow 10 times, you know, focus on activities and people that are 10 time multipliers. And the way to do that is eliminate people that suck energy out of you, activities that suck energy out of you. My, my friend Ariana Huffington has this great line where she says, you know, the best way to get uh, complete a project is to get rid of it. And you have to look at the projects that you're willing to prune and to in your not-to-do list is way more important than your to-do list. And most people that I talk to that are entrepreneurs do not have any capacity to add anything new to their plate. Most of them feel completely overwhelmed, overworked, don't sleep enough, don't eat nutritionally. I mean, there's a lot of obstacles, and part of it is, okay, you know, how do you how do you multiply yourself by subtraction? How do you multiply by subtraction? You know, and that that means you have to really identify the you know the major outcome activities, the MOAs, and you need to you know do things and activities that reinforce that. So identify in your life what's an eight, nine, or ten in terms of people, in terms of projects, in terms of clients, and that's where you need to spend your focus, uh, and you need to cut out the things that aren't that. And that's a hell of a lot easier to say than it is to do. I mean, trust me, dealing with other people's marketing problems is much easier than dealing with your own. So me and Dean can sit here and answer questions and point things out, but the same sort of thinking applies to us. And, um, you know, I think if you just – this is very Socratic. I mean, you know, as weird as this may sound, with real paper, not on a computer, but real paper, get a notepad, nothing fancy, and every day write down ten things that you want. What do you want? And it'll be different um, if you're like most people for the first, you know, two weeks, three weeks. But after a while, you start coming back to the same things and you start getting rid of all the shit. But it be, it, it's a process. But it's it's really worth doing, and that's what I suggest. You know, the biggest thing I got so far out of 10X, and it really 
it's been kind of a shocker to me. And that's where Dan talked about taking vacations and time off. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and actually being rested up so that when the opportunity comes, you're energized and ready to go for it. And it's like, you know, co- coming from an Iowa farm, and, and it wasn't a small farm. My family probably has about 5,000 acres, and uh, they raise hundreds of thousands of turkeys a year. And they had a large dairy farm. So I grew up working 60, 80, 100 hours a week, you know, and in the fall, if it don't rain, you just keep going. And when it rains, then you, then you take a nap. Uh, so I kind of come from that, but I abuse it. Right. Well, and you know what? This is a pattern. I mean, it is a pattern that, uh, you spent a lifetime learning and developing and, and, and you have a lot of capabilities that come with that, but there's a lot of things that are not working. And so in order for you to break through, it's, it's literally, you know, it's a process. Um, and you need to, you need to redesign things that aren't working and you need to continue to multiply and leverage the things that are. And so it's really not about managing your time. It's really about managing your energy. And the reason that Dan recommends taking time off is because, you know, we talked about this on a previous, um, you know, episode. Uh, I, I interviewed this lady years ago um, that wrote a book called "Working Solo" for solo entrepreneurs, uh, and she talked about, you know, people want to run a multi-million-dollar business or be a million-dollar producer, and uh, you know, if you had a million-dollar racehorse, you wouldn't run the horse into the ground, you know, overtrain it, uh, shovel crappy food down its throat, never give it enough time to graze or to sleep. You would literally take care of that horse. You would have the horse train effectively, not overtraining, but people want to be million-dollar producers. They want to have a million-dollar business, but they beat themselves up like crazy. And, you know, you, this is where it really requires, and sometimes therapy is needed. You know, it requires someone to become their own best friend and to uh, eliminate some of the behaviors and some of the relationships um, in order to do that. Uh, you know, my friend Kathy Colby, she has this line where she's like, the time to quit working is when working is no longer working. And if you get to the point where, you know, how many people have ever accomplished anything really useful, you know, I mean, there, there's exceptions to this, of course, but how, how often in your life have you accomplished something really useful after 1 a.m. in the morning? I mean, you know, working at the computer or, you know, not sleeping. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it, well, unless you're in a, you know, different sort of business or something or you run strip clubs or something, it's like, you're, you know, you're, you're probably not accomplishing, uh, certain things at certain times. And so you, you just gotta find your flow state. And if you've never even been there, you know, get there and, you know, at the end of the day, if you're not having fun, if you're not taking any time out for rejuvenation or for recovery, I mean, everything becomes work and it's like one big giant black cloud of angst and anxiety. And for me, it, it literally took, you know, transcendental meditation for me to even get to a point in my adult life where I started even feeling some semblance of peacefulness because I had been so driven for so long. And we put a bonus episode up with, you know, Russell Simmons, who's a maniac. And I mean, if you look at his past life versus where he, how he's developed these practices to try to bring some sanity into the in, insanity of his past life, it makes a lot of sense. And we, we actually, you know, I did an interview with him on video on his new book, um, which is uh, Success Through um, Silence, um, and uh, through stillness, I mean, success through stillness. And so I'd, I'd recommend, uh, you know, just giving yourself a break. <laughs> you know, I mean, you're reading a lot, um, and you're doing a lot of stuff, but uh, acknowledge everything that you've done. Uh, you, you already know 
um, what to do. It's just a matter of, of doing it and not beating yourself up. And when, you know, things don't work out, then the only way you're going to fail is if you fail to get the lesson out of it. And so, um, I think one of the best things you could probably do is, is find another person that you can share this stuff with just as a sounding board, because you already sound like you really know your stuff and you're a smart guy and you're driven. And, uh, you know, you're focused on a bigger future. I mean, you want to make it happen. You want to grow 10 times and that's, that's awesome. And I think that should be celebrated, um, you know. And so that's those are my thoughts. Thank you. Absolutely, absolutely. Dean, you've been quiet. How come? You know, I, just lets sometimes me... it's as simple as um, doing more of what's already worked. Like you've already figured out. You spent ten thousand dollars in in mailings, and you did a hundred and whatever thousand dollars in. Uh, in revenue, and sometimes <clears throat> it's just as easy as spending more on on the same thing. I mean, we find that with our real estate agents all the time. We'd have people in a room who are spending uh, $300 a month on AdWords, uh, Google AdWords, and making uh, fifty or $60,000 from their website, and they'd be sitting in the same room with people who are spending $600 a month and making $120,000 with their website, and then there's somebody in the room who's spending $6,000 a month and making a million dollars from their website. So the good news about you know direct response and scientific advertising is that once you crack the code, if it if it works, it works more. You know, so if you if it's just as easy as as mailing to the same mailing that you've already figured out is successful to more people, sometimes that's just easy. But, you know, if you look at all of the uh, the eight profit activators, you just kind of think through and apply them to what you're doing. I would look at them as a blueprint, and you're never going to be done applying the eight profit activators to your business, you know. So you just quickly go through and do an inventory of them and see, well, what's the fastest breakthrough that I can um, that I can create. Okay. You know, just do those things. And yes, I plan a nine-word email very soon. There you go. Perfect. Yeah, well, hey, real soon, man, do it. Frickin', uh give yourself a deadline because if you don't give yourself a deadline, it never gets done. And, uh, yeah, you know, keep keep doing what you're doing. You're doing a lot of great stuff, and just really think about a not-to-do list. You know, if you could take ten minutes, um, you know, later today, tonight, you know, whatever time it is, probably tomorrow. And I would do this too. When you're going to do some serious thinking, get the hell away from electronics. Get into an environment where you can focus. For me, you know, one of the best environments is the library. If I have to do any sort of, you know, serious thinking, I can accomplish more at, at you know, one hour in the library than I can an entire day in my office. Uh, so I don't even try to go to my office when I need to do any thinking. You know, I go to my office on buffer days and when I need to you know, work with my staff or, you know, go through things or, or sit around and stay busy and pretend that I'm actually working because, you know, you can really accomplish a lot of fake work in a busy environment and confuse activity with accomplishment. But if you just need to do some real critical thinking, you know, go somewhere. Some people like, you know, the buzz of a coffee shop and background noise, but I'm really distractible. So I like silence and I like quietness and I don't like being surrounded by, you know, uh, people that I know and, um, you know, my own stuff. So I, I remove myself from that because I think, you know, the environments are really awesome. And, uh, you know, and if nothing else works there, you know, you know, learn how to do some meditation and that might be helpful for you. 
as weird as this sounds, adding uh, you know 40 minutes uh, a day of meditating twice a day has actually given me a lot more time because <laughs> I just don't spend time on a lot of a lot of nonsense. So uh, that's the deal. Okay. So uh, Dean, um, anything else? I think that's uh, that's good advice. Okay, thanks, and keep keep us posted. Let us know how you do. Post on uh, on on the on dot com, and just let us know how this works out for you. And uh, look forward to hearing hearing about your success with it. I hope. Thank you, sir. You are welcome. Thank you. Okay, and here's what we're going to do, everyone, because I'm already over because I babble too much. Um, it's uh, we're going to take a uh, we're going to take an intermission break because we're going to keep going because me and Dean are committed to all of the people that are listening here and I know some of you probably can't stay on the whole time but if you're able to hang with us do it we'll we'll continue to answer questions and um we will um yeah we 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 will we will just continue to answer questions and I want to make an announcement because I'm doing something really cool and I want you to go check it out um there is a um there's something that I'm doing with uh, Ariana Huffington's um book campaign now, I got involved with helping Ariana. She's actually speaking at my um, annual Genius Network event uh, this year, uh, which will be in Newport Beach, California, on August um, 14th and 15th. Um, GeniusNetworkEvents.com is the website. And then on the 16th, I'm going to do a one-day event with Ariana and a group of people that were involved in, uh, that I uh, pulled into the, into this campaign to help with it, um, such as Dan Sullivan and Brendan Bouchard and uh uh, Dean Graziosi and uh, Dr. Mark Hyman and just uh, some some really amazing uh, people. And uh, so the book, because of our marketing efforts, de- debuted number one on um, New York Times. And granted, this is a high-profile person who has a lot of juice, is very smart, wrote a great book called Thrive. Uh, and I really believe in the message of her book. Um, it's, it's Thrive, the third metric to redefining success and creating a life of well-being, wisdom, and wonder. And so, like I said, it debuted on number one on New York Times. And so out of all the different stuff that we're doing, and we talked about it on the last episode, we're going to talk about it on a future episode, and I'm going to continue to share the things that we're learning, applying marketing to this sort of stuff. But one of the things I decided was to do an Indiegogo campaign. Uh, Indiegogo.com is the um, largest uh, crowdfunding uh, platform. And Slava Rubin, who's one of the uh, founders of Indiegogo, came on my Necker Island trip that I recently did. And who also came on the trip was a guy named Seymour, who had the the uh, number one crowdfunded um, electronic device called a Thing Charger. And while we were there brainstorming about a bunch of stuff, he said, why don't you do a crowdfunding campaign? I'm like, well, why not? So we put one together, and it's on Indiegogo, and there's a, there's a big link for it, but I had my team actually create a redirect so I could announce it here, and you can go check it out. And we are launching it now. I'm, uh, we are launching it, and I'm announcing it here because I thought, you know, what better place to let people check it out than the people that listen to uh, I Love Marketing. So I want you to write this website down, and I want you to go there and check it out. It's GeniusNetwork.com forward slash Thrive Now. Genius network.com forward slash T-H-R-I-V-E-N-O-W Thrive Now and check out the bonus page you're going to see how we actually utilize marketing for crowdfunding and crowdfunding is one of these things we're going to we're going to talk about and as we develop this and what we learn that works and what doesn't work for this campaign 
we're going to share it with you. And I'm also going to get Slava, who is the founder of uh, Indiegogo, to come as a guest on I Love Marketing and basically share how everyone that is listening that wants to do any sort of crowdfunding campaign, anything you want, you can actually put it on Indiegogo. There's other crowdfunding platforms like Kickstarter and stuff. Indiegogo, you can put up any darn thing you want. And many people have funded, you know, charity causes. They have funded startup businesses, inventions. I mean, you name it. And so I want you to check out what we're doing with her book. And there's a bonus page. And you can buy one book. You can buy a couple of books. And we have bonuses that we give. If you get four books uh, at the $100 level, you can attend her live event in New York for free. So there's a lot of cool stuff that we've put together. Plus, there's other bonuses for like high contributors, um, like an opportunity to tour Huffington Post or a chance to win a ticket to uh, the event that I'm doing with Ariana on August 16th. So to get all the details and to see it and check it out, go to GeniusNetwork.com forward slash Thrive Now and just see what we're doing. And if it makes sense and you like what we're offering, you know, make a contribution and buy the book. Uh, this is simply going to go to move and continue to, not only to sell books, but to create a movement. And the book is awesome. You'll get a lot out of it. And uh, anyway, that's my wrap on this one, Dean. Anything else? I think that's awesome. So uh, it's just fascinating to watch, um, you know, and see. Like, here's the thing. You know, I know that you are completely committed to playing at a higher and higher level and it's like you're realizing the higher and higher that you start applying all of these magic rapport skills the bigger opportunities and the bigger impact that you're having i mean it doesn't get much bigger than you know you've been involved in two uh number one new york times bestsellers now so that's kind of a a good thing and yeah exactly you know and being able to to talk all about it and share the strategies that work and kind of Everybody gets to you know look over the shoulder and see how it all uh, how it all unfolds you know yeah, exactly, and see the beauty of this you know we had the the question earlier about you know if you're on a limited budget, well, if you actually learn how crowdfunding works, you know a lot of people, for instance, Seymour, who's helping us with this campaign, had a twenty five thousand dollar campaign he was wanting to create in order to fund this thing charger so he could start manufacturing on it. He ended up raising $647,000. And he told me, he goes, it's all through marketing. You can have the greatest video. You can have like the great offer, but he goes, you got to drive traffic to your campaign in order for people to even be aware that it exists. Just because you throw something up on Kickstarter or throw something up on Indiegogo does not guarantee that anyone's going to fund it. I mean, you got to drive marketing there. you got to have a compelling offer. So I want all of you to literally see, I mean, are we making a good offer? Is it something that you know, you'd want to be involved in. And, uh, you know, and it's, there's nothing sneaky about it. I mean, even if you don't buy anything, check it out and watch it and look at what it is we're doing. And if you don't buy anything, then we're obviously not very compelling. But if you do, I think you're going to you're gonna really like, uh, like it. I mean, it's pretty awesome. And you can, you know, I even put a link there where someone can get the book at the cheapest price on Amazon. Um, you know, but, you know, you can spend 25 bucks and you can get all kinds of really cool stuff and get a really awesome book. And so, yeah, check it, check it out. Geniusnetwork.com forward slash thrive now. Now, Dean, we're going to take a, we're going to take a short intermission here. And while we're waiting, um, is there anything special we should do? Should we sing Kumbaya? Should, what, what do we do? Leave it be silent or, or do you want to talk for a few minutes and I go run and take a bathroom break or, and then you do the same and do that. We'll just have uh, five, five minutes real quick. And we'll come back in five minutes, and we'll start back up again. So 
check your watch. Uh, mine says 7.22 right now, so we'll start back up at 7.27. Go. Well, that's assuming you're in Florida because it's, it's 4.22 where I'm at in Arizona, and if you're in uh, South Korea or if you're in different parts of the world, whatever it is, just we'll be back in five minutes. And uh, I can maybe unmute the line for uh, wait, Let me ask Shantae, the operator. Shantae, if I mute the line, will that screw up everyone that's in the queue for you? It wouldn't uh, have any effect on that, but there would be a lot of talking, and I'm not sure yeah. if everyone would be able to Let's just leave it silent. Here. Okay, we'll leave it. Okay, everyone can meditate for, for a few minutes now. Okay, everyone, we'll be back with you in uh, four and a half minutes. 